Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And before we get too deep into the episode today, I just want to say thank you to you, dear listener, and just thank you for being here each and every week or as often as you happen to be and for sharing this with others. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, and I just want to give thanks to you, the loyal listener, for being here with me on this journey and being with us as we're going through this business expansion together. So just a great thank you, appreciate you, and just I'm so thankful for our time together. And with the Thanksgiving, Christmas, and holiday season coming into full swing, it's important to remember that unfortunately, there are nefarious people lurking around, especially on the internet. And so our guest today is Neil Jardine, and he shares with us some tips to be cyber safer in our business, especially during this busy holiday season. Now, Neil is the Global Cyber Risk Intelligence and Claims Director for Box Insurance. He's a recognized leader internationally in the complexities of responding to cyber attacks, including ransomware negotiation, privacy breach, and data loss. Neil has adjusted in insured and uninsured losses arising from over 400 cyber attacks and breaches all over the world, including Asia, the United States, Canada, and Europe. He's a recognized expert and is presented to brokers, business leaders, and insurers on the issues related to cyber insurance and cyber risk management, assisting with a wide range of industries. You're going to love our interview and the tips and suggestions that Neil provides to us. So let's go ahead and jump right into our interview. I'm Neil Jardine. I'm the Claims Risk Intelligence Director of Box Insurance. We're a cyber MGA. Excellent. Well, part of the reason I wanted to have you on was to talk about this whole concept of cybersecurity, the importance of insurance in this space, and just how that's evolved over the years, especially recently. Yeah, cyber has evolved a lot in the last, you know, if you look at it, it's been around since the 70s, cyber insurance. But really, it's involved because now in the last probably 10 years, you're getting standalone cyber insurance policies. People have identified that cyber risks or you know threats are certainly something you you can't just cover with an add-on or endorsement policy for just data you need robust coverage for privacy for ransomware for data extortion and so on and so forth right even online liabilities associated with just generally business activities so cyber certainly has evolved in the last number of years and the good part is is now it's seen as one tool in a cybersecurity toolbox right you know you can't just rely on risk transfer you look at it and say, okay, these are the tools I'm going to do myself as an organization. And then I'm going to backstop all that with insurance. So it, cyber insurance certainly has evolved and stuff. And now it's in the forefront of a lot of risk managers' uh, minds. Very interesting. Well, one thing I think about most of the clients that we serve and work with in our space is the small to mid-sized business clientele. And so I'm wondering, is this a big business problem only? No, I love that question. It is certainly not a big business problem. Small to medium-sized businesses, I always come, you know, the the issue with small to medium-sized businesses is they're targets of opportunity. So if you think about like a cyber criminal organization driving around a neighborhood looking for a weak lock, that's what they're doing on the internet. They're just scanning the internet constantly looking for weak vulnerabilities within organizations. And the problem with small to medium-sized businesses is you know, if they have an open port or a weak password, they get that automated attack that goes in 
and can cripple them as a network, right? So small and sized businesses, it is certainly a problem with them and they are targets of opportunity. Whereas larger organizations, you know, cyber criminals will target them because they know they have, you know, information that is valuable, can be resold, or because they can extort them for a lot of money. A small business, it's not about the information they have and the value to everybody else in the world. It's about the value of that information to that business. So if I'm a cyber criminal and I can encrypt that information, I can say to you how much to get your information back. And that's the value of it. So there's still value in that information for small businesses. And the other problem too, small businesses, you know, God love them, they're the backbone of our economy. You know, they are certainly targets of, you know, they don't have robust cybersecurity plans. You know, so often they're not, cybersecurity may not be on the forefront of every single employee's mind. Clients we work with, very often they don't have a technology department, an IT department, people or a, a whole person dedicated to thinking about that. Very often it's maybe the owner or a general manager or an assistant manager at the company that's also wearing a couple hats as maybe a head of HR and head of payroll and things like that. So how do you work with companies like that or how can you see this kind of program that you offer support a small business? What we do in terms of cyber insurance is very different than large carriers, right? We are, uh, we're designed, built and bred for that small and sized business. So what we offer actually is in addition to insurance, we offer a lot of security tools and cyber assistance. So once you're onboarding, you get access to our virtual chief information security group, basically VCSO group. You get access to our forensic folks if you have any questions or issues. And we also don't penalize you if you phone us up and say, I think I have a claim. We'll generally waive the deductible if you do it within 24 hours. And we'll also give you some free advice and free assistance before you make the claim. The idea is, is we all know what to do when a car, when we get in a car accident, we often don't know what to do when a cyber attack happens. We know that small businesses, like you said, they're wearing multiple hats. They don't have enough robust IT. That's where we come in. So we don't want to penalize you for phoning us. I would love it if every small business out there had a cyber incident response plan with a very robust thing and tested every couple months. They don't. Let's be frank, right? That's where we come in, right? Something happens, you're going to phone us, we're your cyber response plan, we're going to be there to handhold you through the process, right? We're, we're not going to say, here's your, poli you know, your policies there, make a claim against it. No, we're going to give you the vendors you need, we're going to guide you on the steps, we're going to triage what happened, we're going to come up with a plan, and then we're going to deal with it and execute it. So yeah, it's, it's a different way of looking at insurance. We are definitely built for the small businesses. We are not built for the large billion-dollar companies who have robust IT groups and stuff, right? We're designed to help those small folks be able to get through the process as quick as possible and get them back on their feet. One thing I always think about is prevention. And in preparing for this, I was watching a video, I believe, maybe on your website or something that came through, and it was just talking about how one employee's lost password or one employee clicking on an email maybe that has some malware or virus hanging in there, and all of a sudden your company is now open or susceptible. So talk through that, and maybe if you have a, an example or a use case or two you could share. We actually had a, a small business. The one employee thought they were getting something transferred in their family. They actually thought their father was sending them, I think it was images of the family. Turns out it wasn't. It was a cyber criminal doing a phishing attack. 
they downloaded what they thought was a zip with some pictures in it. It actually had malware in it, which involved a keystroke logger. So it logged what they punched into the computer. Of course, that finance person went to the corporate bank account website to do some online banking, like we all do, right? If you're in finance. And it sent those details to cyber criminal. Then the cyber criminal immediately started transferring money out of that bank account, right? So there you go where, you know, the small business was just operating, they're doing it. But because you're a small business, right, you had that one employee who thought, you know what, I'm going to use my business email account to also do personal. And then, of course, the cyber criminals tricked them into downloading the keystroke logger and installing it. So yeah, that's certainly a case where the client ended up with something because of the fact that employee didn't pay attention to employee training. You know, number one, don't use your personal one for work. Number two, don't download files. You don't know what they are, right? Most of our stuff will come through, you know, from people we know, you know, so yeah, that one lapse. We always joke that, you know, it doesn't matter how strong your security is, if you have one employee who just doesn't care about cybersecurity, there's your weakest link. So fix that. What are maybe a few best practices you can share just as maybe a nugget or a takeaway or two on how to reduce this kind of exposure? Yeah. So first, partner with a cyber insurance company that takes you know security beyond just providing the policy. You know, there's lots of services within cyber insurance. Make sure you utilize those. They're free. They're available. I always compare it to a lot of credit cards we have. It has all those services and you end up just using the credit card. So cyber insurance has a ton of services. Make sure you utilize them. Number one. Number two, you know, do the low hanging fruit, right? Uh, MFA, right? Have a backup of everything that's stored separately and securely. Patch things, like even if you're a small business, have Windows Update on, have your updates going and such, so that's nice and secure. And lastly, throw some training in there for employees and talk about cybersecurity, right? Talk about how, you know, you're going to make sure, you know, you're going to make sure they do certain steps before doing a fund transfer, right? You're going to not never ask them to go out and buy something for them. And actually, I'll add one more step. Let your clients know that you're never going to change your banking information over an email. You're never going to send them an email and say, hey, I have new payment information. Can you please wire it to a new account? Because that's what cyber criminals do. We recommend to our clients, they actually come up with a policy around not changing banking information without making a phone call to a number they have on file for the client. And they also tell their clients to do the same thing. And some even go one step further and put it in the bottom of their finance emails to say, we will never ask you to change banking information over an email without making a phone call to a number you have on file for us. Because, you know, the number one cyber attack out there is financial crime and fraud. They're causing invoices and payments to get detoured to new places. So I guess that's my final one and probably actually my strongest. Come up with a financial crime and fraud policy. Great suggestion. And same with the others that you recommended there. Neil, one of the things we always like to do, and we ask every guest the same four questions before they go. And the first question we like to ask is, have you had a miss or two in your career or journey and something you learned from it? I don't have necessarily a miss slash loss, but I uh, I came out of university as a computer programmer slash network uh, tech. And I always thought I'd get into insurance And then I'd go back and build software for insurance because I'd have a really good understanding of it. And my, I guess my loss is I never got back to that. And sometimes I go like, I'd be a great computer programmer or technology person for the insurance, you know, building insurance software because I understand it so well. So 
yeah, kind of a miss and a loss there. Sometimes I think back and go, man, I wish I went back. But, you know, I also really enjoy what I do. So thanks for sharing. And let's talk about a make or a highlight. A highlight was 2006, uh, 2015. I think I got my first cyber loss in. My boss was like, hey, Neil, you know how to handle a cyber claim, an insurance claim? And I said, yes. And I think that was probably the biggest win because it changed my career from doing property claims and, and tunnel boring machines and construction sites to nothing but cyber insurance, dealing with cyber attacks and so on ever since. And I consider that a win because I've loved my career ever since. I really enjoy what I do. There's a lot of frustrating parts to it. Obviously, when you're paying criminals or you see a, an attack that's easily avoidable. But definitely a win was, I think it was 2015 or 16 when I made that decision to tell my boss, yeah, I know how to handle these things. You're, you're in good hands. Wonderful. Well, let's talk about a multiplier that you've used to grow yourself personally or professionally. I think it's probably about reaching out to people, right? You know, I know that I get busy in my day like everyone else, you know, but it's good to just reach out to people and check in once in a while and say, hey, how are you doing? And don't forget to tell people you appreciate what they do. You know, we often think that people know that we appreciate what they do, but, you know, they often don't, or it's just nice to hear. So I think, you know, definitely a multiplier for me is my network of people that I work with and that I have in my personal life, reaching out to them, chatting with them, relying on them, getting information from them and so on. So not information, I guess, advice and so on. So that would be my biggest thing, definitely around people, letting them know you appreciate them, making sure you stay in contact with them, make sure you have a good network of folks around you. The final question we like to ask every guest, Neil, is what does success mean to you? Success means to me just being happy in what I do. I, I'm really fortunate. I enjoy what I do every day. There are very few days I wake up when I'm not ready to go to work. Most of them are because the sun's out, the hills are covered in snow, or the fish are ready to be caught. So, you know, success for me is really just enjoying your career, having a good family life, having a nice work-life balance, and enjoying the, enjoying the time you get to do your hobbies. So I think I've been quite successful in life so far, and I'm really enjoying it. Wonderful. Well, as we bring this to a close, is there anything you were hoping to share or get across that you haven't had a chance to yet? MFA, backups, financial, make sure you have a financial policy. Just be be cyber safe out there. You know, reach out to your insurance company. Folks like myself, I wish if I could, I would get the entire world on one phone call and talk about a few cyber controls that will keep us all protected. And I really appreciate folks like yourself doing podcasts like this because I'm hoping that we can make the world a little cyber safer. Neil, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. And let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is when Neil talked about cyber risks requiring its own specialty insurance. So it's just something for you to talk about with your current insurance broker or an organization like Neil or any other provider out there to see if this might make sense for your business. Takeaway number two is when he talked about cyber risk with these digital cyber thieves or criminals out there and how they attack small business. And he said that the value of the small business, the information that they take is not valuable to the mass market or to the actual cyber thief. It's actually valuable to you, the small business leader. That information is important to you and therefore it can be used as a ransom. So that's something that I did not recognize or know about. Takeaway number three is how these cyber 
criminals can quickly or unknowingly get into your system. And he said, well, how does this happen to small business? He gave that great example of the one employee of a customer he was helping with that was waiting for a wire transfer from a family member. And it turned out that the wire transfer that she clicked on was actually some kind of virus or something that the cyber criminal was able to get into the system. And so his suggestion was don't download files from someone you don't know and don't click on links from emails you don't know, just as a simple takeaway. And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win is when Neil talked about four things you can do to help protect your business from these types of cyber attacks. Number one, he said, make sure you utilize some type of cyber insurance and use the services they offer. There are other things besides just the insurance to help your business out. Number two is make sure you have a backup of everything. This way then, if someone were to take your information, you would have a backup and they wouldn't be able to hold that ransom against you. And he said, patch things up. Number three was to provide training for your team and company on best practices. For example, not clicking on these links and other things like that. And number four, as he said, let your clients know that you're never going to change banking information or request different payment information outside of your standard way of doing so. And he said, a great suggestion is to create some kind of a policy in your company and make it very clear in communicating that to your customers and clients. And so... That's the episode today, folks. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise their business or take their franchise company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week.